Welcome back to the fundmonitors.com Meet the Manager series. Today I'm joined by Richard Ivers, the Portfolio Manager for the Prime Value Emerging Opportunities Fund. The Prime Value Emerging Opportunities Fund was started in October 2015 and since that time has returned an impressive 14.86% per annum for its investors. Richard, thanks for joining me. Hi, nice to see you again, Damon. Richard, one of the key themes for 2021 uh, is clearly going to be the vaccine rollout. How are you and the team positioning the portfolio for, for this impending rollout? Yeah, we think about the portfolio by splitting it into four main segments. So we classify every company under one of these four. So we have about 30% of the portfolio that is, has exposure to uh, segments that were largely unaffected by COVID. So I think things like insurance brokers that travelled well through 2020, uh, despite the turmoil that we all experienced. So that's a fair chunk of the portfolio. Around another 40% of the portfolio is exposed to businesses that were impacted by COVID, but we're seeing a clear rebound underway. So, for example, a stock like City Chic would sit in that category. That's a global uh, online plus-size female retailer that sells a lot of dresses and was impacted, obviously, by people unable to go out. Um, but, but they're now seeing the opening up of Australia, that rebound, and that's coming through. And we expect that to come through from uh, in the US and the UK as well as they open up. Another around about 20% uh, of the portfolio is in what you'd call real COVID, or, sorry, vaccine beneficiaries. Think travel and leisure, uh, you know, the, the um, very much uh, simple and, and clear beneficiaries of vaccines. So we have a reasonable exposure, but not a huge exposure to this, this part of the market. And the only reason we don't have more exposure is because valuations in some cases are getting uh, reasonably high. So there's a lot of money flowing into these parts of the market as vaccine uh, confidence increases. And in many cases, the valuations of those businesses are higher now than they were pre-COVID. So the market's assuming that earnings will be higher or significantly higher, higher on the other side, which in many, in some cases may be the case. But we're more looking at um, stocks that perhaps uh, are less uh, obvious beneficiaries, but still will be beneficiaries and where you have the valuation upside as well. And then another around about 5% or 5 to 10% of the portfolio is in businesses that were beneficiaries of COVID. So we'll now start to be cycling um, harder comps as they go through 2021, as um, we reopen up and things return to normal. But some of them will have a duration benefit. So, you know, I think increased market share that could they could be retained longer term. So we're taking some selective bets in that, that part of the market, but we're broadly sort of cautious on those winners. So overall, we've got a, a good uh, diversified exposure to different parts of the market with some good exposure to ones that we think will, will be big beneficiaries on the other side. The fund has performed very consistently and managed the downside um, quite well, which is not something investors often get from small caps. What is it about your philosophy and process that consistently delivers a low, a low down capture ratio? Yeah, thanks, Damon. So going back to the foundation of Prime, it is uh, a family office. So it's a wealthy family who allows external investors to invest alongside them in many different asset class, one, classes, one of which is equities and, and my fund, the Emerging Opportunities Fund. And being a family office, there's a big focus on capital preservation, you know, long-term wealth creation through protecting downside. So that's, that's core to prime value um, and very much in our DNA. Now, we're a long-only fund. 
Um, so we don't short companies, yet we do have that capital preservation side. Um, and let me throw some numbers at you before I tell you how we do, how we do that. So over the last four, uh, sorry, two years, we've only had four months of negative returns. So that's through 2019 and 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Um, whereas the index has had 10 months of negative returns over that time. And of my almost three years of managing the fund, uh, we've outperformed 87% of months where the market has declined. So absolutely showing that 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 capital preservation philosophy is coming through in the numbers. It's good to say it, but it's actually important that we show it in the performance numbers and the outcomes of the, of the fund. And now in terms of the way we do it, so we manage risk in three key ways. But the most important way we manage risk is the quality of the businesses that go into the portfolio. So we very much have a bottom-up quality focus on companies. We do a lot of company visitation. Um, I've been in markets around 18 years covering Aussie small caps, so a lot of experience and seeing how companies perform through up and down cycles. And we're very much focused on the better quality business. We often invest in the, or typically invest in the best of breed in any one sector. So we think the better companies will do better over the long term. The second key part of, of managing risk is that we screen out a lot of high-risk companies. So for example, uh, we don't invest in small cap mining companies um, because we believe that that part of the market is relatively risky and it's hard to forecast where commodity prices will go. Um, we also uh, typically don't invest in companies that are losing money. We um, we're typically, not, not always, but, but largely um, the, the portfolio doesn't have companies that are, are loss-making. Again, it comes back to that that quality focus. And we don't invest in lottery tickets either. So things like biotech companies that could cure cancer, for example, are not, not our things. I hate to use this analogy, but we take a tortoise and a, tortoise and a hare approach whereby we are the tortoise, dare I say. Uh, and I hate to say that a bit because the numbers that we're returning have actually been, been pretty good. But what I'm trying to say is that the, the focus on returns is really about consistent um, solid returns, not trying to hit it out of the park and make big, uh, take big risks for big returns. Um, and then um, we also do it through weighting, the weighting of the portfolio. So um, we uh, typically have the highest weightings in companies that have a relatively low risk profile uh, with clear earnings drivers, where we have a high level of confidence in the outcome. And the stock weightings themselves are around, around one to 6%. So um, in terms of risk and, and, and generating that that performance in down markets. It's really about all the way through from, you know, the quality of the companies that we invest in. That's that's the most important to the way that we manage the portfolio as well and the risk that we that we take on. It's really pleasing that we, you know, the the outcomes that we're getting uh, are true to label and, and and what we say to investors. IPOs were a significant theme in the market in Australia in 2020. Um, do you see this continuing in 2021 and what are you looking for? The IPO window is starting to open up again, so we're starting to see them them coming through. Um, and the flavour may be a little bit different. Last year, there was a lot of COVID winners that were that were being listed, you know, beneficiaries of COVID, um, so making hay while the sun shined. Whereas this year it might be a little bit different, given that the environment of the economy has changed um, and the outlook with the vaccines, as you mentioned earlier. But definitely that IPO window is opening up. Um, equity markets have been a little bit choppy lately, but there still is money for for um, for IPOs and capital raising. So while that um, demand is there, I definitely see more IPOs coming coming through. We've been really selective in what we invest in. There's sort of variable quality, I'd say, um, in terms of what's been coming to market. But there definitely are. Opportunities 
opportunities and um, you can get some really good priced ones that have really good long-term outlooks uh, through the IPO process. So we look at pretty much everything, but are very selective in what we take on. Thanks for the insight, Richard. Um, as always, pleasure to have you on. Um, good luck for 2021. Thanks, Damon. Thank you for having me.